calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Oh, cool. Right, so here we are. This is Midspace. We're, we're, we've arrived. Well, y'all got your passports? Um, for, for, mis, for Midspace. They're not uh, just going to let us in. I assume we didn't need them. Yeah, to be I don't honest. think we needed passports. I did bring this cool sticker, holographic. That is not going to get you into the underground. Tell you what. Shit. So where to from here, oh great and wise, powerful DM, Dick Dynamite? Well. Hello and welcome everybody to another <gasps> Lore Dive episode of the Backwater Bastards. Oh, yes. I'm your Dungeon Master Dick and with me as ever is the mysterious <gasps> Manifold <sighs> and malnourished oh. Daniel. <laughs> well, I'm doing my best over here. Maybe I'll find myself some uh, lovely food to eat here on Midspace Station. And the, uh, the precious, <laughs> the... Precocious <gasps> and the vaguely presentable Taylor. <laughs> the porpoise. <laughs> that's the, the only por- p word I had the, loaded up. The porpoise. Up. I, I could have so, said that. As well. That's all I've got. That's all I've got. Yeah, heck yeah. And we're in midspace. We're still in midspace. midspace we were in baby. midspace last episode, and now we're in midspace, and we're gonna pick at some people. And yes, leading and us as always through this questionnaire now is the mainstream. Betwixt and between, the centermost, the equidistant, and the halfway, it's DM Dick Dynamite. The peanut butter and jelly. Oh, I like Thank that you. one. <laughs> well, we're just going to pick up right where we left off. And what is that, Dickie? So on our last Lord Dive, we looked at Midspace the Station. But today we're going to look at Midspace Station. The Inhabitants. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> So Midspace, dead centre of the universe, it is the home of myriad peoples, but first and foremost, it is the home of a pretty serious criminal underbelly of the galaxy. This is a, a place where, where gangs can do their deals, 
away from the watchful gaze of the, the powers that be. There's no cops in mid-space. There's only the, uh, the crooks that are in charge. Mm-hmm. Which you could say about any place, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, yes. Yeah, that applies. But the main, you know, the average, average citizen in mid-space, they're just people. People trying to make their way in a, in a harsh, uncaring galaxy. The people like the backward bastards. People who don't necessarily have another home to go to, or at least not one they're welcome at. So you'll find every, every species, you know, known to the galaxy. They're probably represented somewhere in mid-space. Last time, we looked at mid-space as a space, as a place, as a setting. We covered its origins, how it was put together by all three of the major empires in the, uh, the known galaxy, how it was built to be essentially sort of a UN-type space, a, uh, a central location by which they would end the war and begin working together, and how that ultimately failed, and how mid-space was squatted and occupied for years and years until it eventually became the criminal-run, lawless hub that it is today. But this time this new episode we're going to talk more about those people that those criminals that run the place the uh, refugees and merchants and all these people that have come and moved and made midspace their home and the the groups that they form the different places where they live the different dynamics between them the makeups of these groups we're going to try and cover all of that on this midspace station part 2 of the inhabitants yeah <laughs> I got questions. I got questions. <laughs> and I think other people got questions too, really, because we talked about it already. And we like, love you. Yeah. I'm wondering like, where my papers are. You better get your papers for this. I think these are my papers. It's like a drawing of Dr. Z on it. Oh, danke schön. Look at that. It's lovely. All right. So last time we learned about mid-space, how big it was, what it was made out of, how everything works. But what we didn't dig into were the zones. Mm. No, we didn't. We didn't break it up, I guess, into these zones, which is a bit of more an anthropological pursuit. The ones after we all. know about. Ooh, yeah. I mean, that's a big station. You guys have only been to a few parts of it. That kills me. Yeah, we'll explore it all. So one I guess day. we should work our way work our way out from where we first met the bastards in midspace. So that's. Downtown Midspace. Downtown. We call it downtown. <laughs> I see Dan like wanting to do it. Yeah, he's, he's holding back. I'm holding back, but I will put the sound in. <laughs> when someone talks about Midspace, so it's just like, I, I yeah. went down to Midspace and I bought this, or like, you know, like I, I'm, I'm going to Midspace. Like, this is usually what they're talking about. They're not necessarily referring to the station as a whole. You know, someone says midspace, and this is what comes in your mind, is these, these great skyscrapers all painted different colors, all lit up with an artificial n- night-day cycle in the sky, busy, bustling streets full of people, Ooh. multiple docking stations and trade hubs, and just markets and residential areas. Downtown midspace is, uh, that's the section of midspace that's really been kept running. It's got the power turned on. Zuzu has her goons patrolling the area to keep it at least orderly, if not safe. Mm-hmm. And the bastards have spent a lot of their time in midspace here. Yeah, it's where Dietz's bar is. It's where they uh, where they first ran into Shannon. Okay, and that's all in the downtown area. That's the downtown. 
Okay, so downtown is just uh, we've got Deets, we've got Shannon, and we've got uh. Chan- so we already Chan- just met Shannon there. And Pat, Pat's shop is there, where we get the carts. We've actually spent a lot of time downtown. I mean, that's that's where we end up every time we come back. It's and kind that's of uh, where we like to hang out. After we left Midspace for a while, that was where we came back to when we first had our like our yes. first con- confrontation with Deets mm. and Zuzu. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Where we almost got killed right then and there, and that was the first place we brought Trevor. That was Trevor's first. Was that Trevor's first experience in midspace? I don't know. Oh, I, don't yeah. uh, I don't know if we've ever found out whether or not Trevor's been to midspace before. And does is Pat's shop technically considered part of downtown, or is that oh, yeah. more like the, wa- is defi- the warehouse district downtown. downtown? The warehouse district. I mean, it's like an yeah, edge. I think- I think you'd be hard pressed calling it downtown, but it is technically as part of this zone that we're talking about, the sort of the controlled lit up section. Yeah. Mm. As far as inhabitants in downtown, I mean, these are big players because this is where Dietz is at. Yes, where the magnificent Keen has now set up his uh, shop. Set up the That's magnificent true. Keen shop. That's brilliant. It's where Randy lives. That's true. The party. And we know that Zuzu runs downtown, but does she live there? Ooh. I mean, we've never been to Zuzu's trying house. Trying to get some secrets there, Taylor. We've only been to Deets' bar. I was bar. like, oh, I'm going to try it. Dick's like, no, nah, I'm not giving you her address. Get mm. out of here. I mean, we're going to have to eventually, though. That's actually be quite fun. I'm picturing like a cyberpunk tower. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. A, so there we go. I'd love to know. Like Die Hard. How does a building flex in mid-space? Because, yeah. you know, in the human world, know we build vertically. Building? But what, do, like, what would Zuzu build to flex, you know, since there's no worries, vertical, horizontal, diags, you My know? God, you could have whatever you want. You could have whatever you want. Or you can could, you? But, I mean, I guess maybe this brings us into talking about Zuzu in general. Yeah. Yeah, where, where she came from, how she got control, what sort of power and influence she legitimately does have here. And what, what she is capable of, of doing with Midspace in the first I'm place. sorry, what? Are you, you trying to Have you got a little say? backstory of Zuzu for us? Are you what trying is, to say? Let's not give you, you know, like a full in-depth thing because we might want to use well, that in, in, a, in a story thing. But what's word on the street? The word on the street is Zuzu. Okay, first things first. Zuzu has not been in charge for that long. This oh. isn't mm. like a lifetime position. Okay. This isn't something that she was born into. This isn't something that she's, uh, you know, been sort of like a, le- a great legacy that she's had for her entire life. Zuzu has fled the Wraith Empire relatively recently, within the last 10 years. What? And as, you know, like a big, scary Wraith monarch, just happened to dominate the crime scene in Midspace and take over. Really? So her her control over Midspace, although it's absolute right now, she's the, the most recent in a long line of different controlling peoples. And so do we, oh uh, is there word on the street about who Zuzu took control over from and how Zuzu did it? I mean, the, the general understanding is, what it was, is that it was bloody okay. and that there is nobody from the old gang that were in charge before still here. And so Zuzu's power, does it, it spreads across the downtown section of Midspace Station or further? I mean, Zuzu at least tries to claim that she owns the station, that she controls this entire station. Wow. You guys have, have evidence that that's not entirely true. Mm-hmm. Like, as soon as you get down to the Night City, they don't have a presence there. They don't have people protecting anything. So, uh, no, I mean, she doesn't have actually as much power as she's given credit for. Okay. Also, as she's only had control for a short amount of time, when you're asking things about, like, you know, like, what sort of 
building what you do and flex and so on, there hasn't really been a chance for her to really okay. shape mid-space her own. Yeah. You know, she's taken residence in an existing penthouse. She's taken control of a bunch of existing businesses and places. Mm. Mm. And uh, we've uh, we've seen Deets. We've seen how Deets is uh, the first general or whatnot for Zuzu. Yeah. So, And we saw that Deets brought a uh, kind of a gang of robots and a few other aliens with them to to help us against the the red jellyfish. So is that kind of typical of Zuzu's army across midspace or is it does it run the gamut? Is is there many different types of soldiers working for Zuzu? Well they they work like they're a criminal organization, you know? If yeah. you think organized crime, there are tears that go down. There are people that have never even met Zuzu who are working for it. Right. People who are just like just enforcing or dealing on street corners, people mm. who are just just yeah. making sure that people uh, like if stolen goods are coming into town that they are going through her appropriately, that her competitors aren't making all the money, all that sort of thing. So yeah, I think it really is quite a big cross section of the kind of people that are living in midspace. Just anyone who gets tempted by the idea of like, hey, you know, I can make some quick cash by doing some dodgy stuff. Mm. Not dodgy on midspace though. No, not entirely. Debatable. <laughs> Debatable. <laughs> I don't know. We've recently seen some really interesting stuff at the Gome Depot, but who, <laughs> yeah. who we am weren't I to, in that, Taylor? <laughs> who am I to judge that? You know, like what? You know, okay. The thing that just is striking me though is the fact that I'm kind of sitting here realizing we have collected precious little information about Zuzu and her background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We mm. more and. She's new at the job. Mm. And we're just now hearing that. Like, when new too. Like, what has the history of this been? Like, who's been in charge of Midspace? And it's like, who have these people been? And do, does Cleo and Z know about it? Do they even care? Is it kind of like when you go somewhere and you're like, wow, these are the people who have been the prime minister in a row? And it's like, it doesn't really matter to me because they're all going to screw me somehow. Mm. Like, well, that's it. I mean, it's, it's kind of irrelevant who was in charge before you were there because, you know, they're not. And there's there's not necessarily like a lasting legacy from a lot of these players because, yeah, you know, that, it's not like they've come in with like unilateral control. They've had to wrestle that control. And as such, they've mm. always been like a, a divisive figure. And you, yeah. find, I mean, you find that with Zuzo. You, you've got like there's like a literal resistance mm. fighting against her. Okay. Did she have to kill somebody? She definitely had to kill somebody. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I'll keep this in, but I love the little um, parallel to how in Raloran, when we were uh, in Raloran... We're definitely keeping this. All right, okay, I will. <laughs> um, I, I know that when we played in our first campaign, D&D 5th edition uh, campaign, Raloran, you can get that on Patreon. Yeah. There was the kind of uh, main figure that took control of Raloran, the city-state. And um, that was a, a fresh new takeover from a kind of silent criminal underground party. Mm-hmm. And I like, uh, is that a um, just kind of a DM dick question here? Is that a kind of theme that you enjoy in your stories? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, I think it's also like Princess Zuzu was definitely me riffing a little bit on the keg queen. Yeah. Like, I wanted Priscilla to have the keg queen. I wanted yep. to have the same sort of character. She was brilliant. Like, I, I really like, you know, like a sort of a, a shady, friendly to your face, but kind of chilling, you know, like terrifying organized crime figure. It's, it's just always good, good fun. And just the notion that, like, you know, she won't necessarily get her hands all that dirty, but she'll like click her fingers and a hundred people die, you know? Like, it's. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. That's a DM Dick favorite. It's a DM Dick favorite. You hear it first. This is how uh, DM does the magic. 
Yeah, I mean, it would have been fun actually to have had the Zuzu takeover be part of the Backwater Bastards uh, mythos and storyline, but I'm afraid that happened before you guys got into town. Damn it. We were too busy uh, being arrested in a jail. Yeah. For, for not doing anything that bad. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, what more do we know about Zuzu? We know that she was trying to um, incubate a Wraith Monarch egg in order to have an heir to her throne. Mm-hmm. So she we has plans. That up. She has plans to maintain control here and to have, leave like a lasting legacy. Mm. Oh, man. This just makes me want to ask questions about Wraiths. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Okay. So we know about Zuzu. I mean, like, who else lives here? Who do we, like, did we get everybody? We got Pat, who is our obvious favorite. Mm-hmm. Big favorite. We're clearly hers as well. And we've got Dietz. Does Bobby live in mid? Bobby lives downtown. I mean, Ooh. I feel like Bobby, because, like, we saw Bobby on TV in Prospect Town. Yeah. But to me, I mean, Bobby. I feel like Prospect Town seems too, like, well, Yeah, Prospect I don't know. Town is like, that's, that's, you know, that's the sort of the provinces, it's isn't Australia. it? Australia. Like, yeah. They're getting their news from America. Like uh, yeah. you got to be, you got to be downtown. I mean, I think Bobby probably lives uptown. <gasps> oh. What is uptown? Well, if downtown is like that's the place where everything's going on, uptown is just the purely residential districts. Okay. Oh my god! Oh my god! We don't even know about uptown. We might need to start hanging out with Randy again and try and get our ends to uptown. Yeah, because like we haven't even have we even been to uptown? Was that where Keen's party was? I mean, Randy's party was just, uh, as far as you guys saw, was just sort of inside a random building. But that's what Uptown looks like in Midspace. Because, I mean, Uptown sounds classy, but you've got to remember this is Midspace. Yeah. Ultimately, these oh. are just like zones where people have like decided, like, okay, these, these are where these buildings are going to be used for this thing. Mm. Do we know like anything about it? Like who lives in Uptown? Just Bobby. It's I mean, <laughs> Bobby owns Uptown. Mm. As people, people that can afford to... Uh, to like buy or rent, you know, these proper big residential areas, you know, flats and high flats rise and penthouses people. and so forth. These are the condo people. Because mm. you've, you've seen as well, like the sort of the slum type areas where there's just mm. like people packed in like sardines into these buildings, the cheap rent. Yeah. So the place that we found Reese, is that technically downtown? Ooh. I mean, the hole that you jumped yeah, down. Yeah, the hole. <laughs> that was downtown. That was in one of uh, one of Zuzu's buildings that they'd drilled down. Think about how many other holes there probably are. Oh. We haven't found yet. So many. Yeah. So I mean, many, how many holes. T- how many times do you think they had to drill before they found like a safe path all the way down to the core? We are going to have to find those holes and plug them up because people are going to find our lair. They will. Uh or we could leave them open and then we've got extra out, extra outs. Ventilation. Mm-hmm. But they got to have a secret trap door. Free mm-hmm. aircon. Free aircon. Free aircon. It's not hot underground. <laughs> yeah. And so when um when we fly in to Midspace Station and we dock up, um, I'm assuming Ooh. that must be near downtown because that's where we showed up straight away. Uh, where are the docks compared to downtown and what do the docks look like? So there's a, there's a few docks. And rather than those docks being near downtown, downtown is built around those. Okay. Because this place, you know, it was an unfinished cool. city that's been settled by just by just, you know, people who have just sailed in just to see what they can do. You know, like there's a whole new world. We could take up a piece of it. Yeah. And yeah, eventually it's all been codified to the point where like someone like Princess Zuzu can claim to own the buildings and charge rent for them. But initially it was all squatters. Mm. So people, you know, you come in to a dock. 
get some power going and hotwire the airlocks so that you can get into the dome without inside outing mid-space and so on. Yeah. And you start building a spaceport around the existing sort of military structure that would have been there originally. And so if you're going to occupy a building, you're going to start there and work your way out. So the ports are actually very central in downtown mid-space. I love that. There's one yeah. of them, you know, you guys sort of, you know, came and left to it just walking from Deets Bar, if you'll remember. Mm. I feel like that's such a cool facet of old cities mm. that the port used to be the act, yeah. the like center of activity. Yeah. And I feel like in the modern, like today in a modern city, the port is kind of off to the side a bit. I always love when you see pictures of like old Carthage. And the Carthage had like the, yeah. the big circle built. The dock was like a, 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 a circle built in the in the water type thing. And then the city's built around that. I just love those pictures. But uh, now that you're saying that people are hot wiring things and then barnacling onto an existing structure, I'm wondering, are there even power companies, utility bills or anything? Like surely mm. no one's paying for power or water if everyone's just kind of hitched onto the, the back of a back of a back of a back of a thing. Well, that's, I mean, that's part of being in control of mid-space. Okay. You know, Zuzu is, is the utilities. Mm, right. The reason why you have to rent your buildings from her is that she keeps the lights on. The reason why you would even want to rent one of the ones from her instead of going and getting a free one in the night city is that they have power, that the night sky above uh, is lit They've allowed the connections to stay stable enough for, uh, for those buildings. Yeah, so like as a landlord, that's at least the one thing she is providing is she is keeping the stuff all hooked up. Okay, so it's not just well, just well you know fair and protection money. There's also some utilities to you know paying your taxes to Zuzu. I mean, think ultimately, she actually you cares. Know, she cares a little bit. She sounds like she cares. But I mean, she wrested that from someone else. Who wrested that from Why someone she else? Even here? And if you go <laughs> back far doing? enough, what did would have she been, do? You know, I, I imagine <laughs> if you sort of go back, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years ago, there would have been. Like some like really naive commune who set up the original grid oh, and got yeah. this thing going, yep. you know, and, and it was for the betterment of all of Midspace. And then some criminal organization came in and just took it. Yep. If you've got a go bag and you think that's going to save you during an apocalypse or uh, whatnot, all it is is you're looking after it till the next hard person comes along to take it off you. Jeez. Yeah. Sheesh. 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 I've met so many people who are like, this is my go bag. It's got all the supplies Real- I wait, need. Wait, hold on. Can we unpack this go bag for a second? Yeah. How you. <laughs> You've met a lot of people with a go bag? Yep. Well, they've shown me proudly. This really? is my go bag. And in Apocalypse, I'll grab this and go. I'll grab this. How many this. people? I need you to quantify this because I want to know how often this is happening Gee. to you. Okay. Three that come immediately to mind. And did, did they prompt this or did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They showed me it. This, they were was... just like, you want, you'll want to see this. Yeah, Look they what were I've like, done. Here is my go bag. How cool is this? It's got everything I need in it. And then I've got more supplies at home. And I had to tell them. What do they have That's in not there? for you. That's for the next person who beats you up. <laughs> like, you, if you, there's no point having this thing if you can't look after it. How do you know they couldn't look after it? Yeah, there might be a, a, like a little knife um, in their go bag. Ah. My go bag does not have a knife in I'll it. I'll just say. It has something way worse. As a concept artist, there's not many of us that do concept art. I just broke my voice while saying it. <laughs> that do concept <laughs> art while also being. Drop the um, bowl pretty you know swift with the hands and feet <laughs> so you're saying that concept artists can't fight nope i'm not saying that i'm saying that if you've got a go bag you're not it's not yours you're just looking after it for the next person i think that like me and dick if we had a go bag we'd be keeping it you reckon 
Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I'd swing it. Yeah, you, you want to take my go bag? Oh, I'll swing it I'm round coming, and round. I'm coming it's for gonna, your go bag. I don't know if you try, know this about me, now. but like, I'm out of my mind. I'm coming for your go bags. You can pay me you can rent. Fucking, you know what? <laughs> you can try to get this bag. You could try to get this bag. Has it got beans in is, it? Yeah, I it's mean, mine. I don't know. Like, what, what, what sort of apocalypse are we it talking might. about that this go bag is actually useful? You know, we're getting well, off topic. We're going to we're going to come back to this another time. Uh, well, if you want to okay, hear more you know chats what? like we this, do. join us on Sidearm on our Patreon. <laughs> Let um, me just say one thing. Let me just say one thing. You do have to actually specify if it's like a Waterworld go bag or if it's like a. No, this is a land-based go bag. Well, that's not even what's probably going to happen to us, too, because it's like, is Waterworld coming or is it going to be Desert Iceland, World? you're fine. Iceland's going to grow in landmass as the world sinks down. As the world sinks, the, 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 um, the plate that Iceland sits on is actually going to rise more. So Iceland's going to gain territory. Great. So you're fine. <laughs> um, anyways, if you want to hear more riveting chat like this, you can come join us on Patreon. Um, uh, because we notes. do this all the time. It's called Sidearm. Yeah, we derail like this into something nothing to do with our official topics at hand and we have to do something with that footage and if you yeah. want to hear it go hear it yeah. people are like no i don't want to hear that they want to hear about midspace so we're in midspace <laughs> i would like to know we've seen deets's bar and it's pretty popping and we like it mm. we love it yeah. we enjoy it we like it uh, we like i'm it. actually kind of sad that we didn't um stay friends with deets right at the start because i would have liked friends now we're friends, we're now. friends now but um you know it's, it's been a it's been a place that i've missed over our campaign and i'm very glad that we're at least welcome back good um, thing we can go back in there yeah but uh there must be other big bars across um downtown and um are there um downtown has a kick in nightlife does it downtown is it's one of those places because i mean i've i've based midspace in a lot of ways off london and oh. it's one of those places like a lot of people come you know, just for a weekend, just to like, you know, like I want to go to this famous place and I, we're definitely, we're going out tonight, we're getting drunk and we're going to have a good time. Nice. So, yeah, if you know where to look, Midspace has a lot of night spots. It's got nightclubs, it's got bars, it's got a... Uh... I'm ready for this. Yeah. Because you know what? Here's the thing. Mm. Tell us. In our last episode, Cleo stole a coupon book. Oh, yeah. For a tentacle... 24 fried hour eateries. Crawl. Yeah, we're doing a yeah, tentacle crawl. Yeah, fried tentacle crawl mm -hmm. and like a bar experience, mm -hmm. like a pub crawl, a group pub crawl, mm -hmm. mystery group pub crawl. Yep. And the thing is, is like we definitely have to do like another thing to deserve like an outing because mm. that's the pattern. Yeah. Uh, but when we finally do, that's what I want to do. I mean, I, I, I think that's a really fun episode idea. So suffice to say, I think we can get a bit more specific about bars when we visit some of them. Oh, yes. Okay. Well, I want to visit all of them. Z is a bit of a collector, and I want to collect places just as much as things. So mm -hmm. looking forward to that. So is there anything else you want to let us know about uh, downtown uh, midspace before we move on to another zone? Well, I guess I just did touch on the notion that it is a bit of a tourist mecca. Like, it is a place where people just come, you know, like... Ah, you know, we're flying, we're flying through neutral space. I was space. like, I'm not going to be the one to say it, but Don't I worry, did a face. I got you. <laughs> we're flying through neutral space. We'd better stop off in mid space. Like, yeah. good. Mm. We're okay, silly cool. not to, right? Like, you don't have to. You don't have to have a visa. You don't really. You might have to do a little bribe at the gates, but really, you know, like if you're not on Zuzu's radar, you can just come in and you know spend your money in mid space. Mm. Well. So there's yeah. always, you know, like sort of like a few like wow. gawking, wide-eyed people just sort of like trotting around who don't really know what's going on, much to the uh, dismay of the locals. Mm. But it is also a very fluid population. 
people I, pop I, in and maybe they stay you know i feel like people it might leave. be the uh because here in berlin it's um you know the people that uh, dress up the most and um are like ready to go out the most are like usually the tourists right the ones who have come here for that experience and then the the berliners will be the ones that are kind of like just wearing a hoodie and look like they're just like popped outside to go to the shops briefly you know um and so i wonder if that's um you know how you can tell apart a uh, a mid-spacer from um from an out out space person i think there might definitely be something to that but then again this is quite a colorful world that we yeah. are that we're creating so you find a bit of all sorts there'll be yeah like some very extravagantly dressed locals as well nice. and just like you know like entire groupings you know like just forms of like cultural dress that are just mm. wild as shit just Love because it. we are yeah we're talking about representatives of not just multiple nations but multiple worlds mm. so it's, it's cosmopolitan squared i like that but here's the thing. Mm-hmm. We've been downtown. Dun, 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 dun. But we've also been in a hole. Mm. And that was a memorable day for all of us. It was pretty good. It was pretty great. Yeah. And it was the first it was the first episode. Yep. Or was it it was the zero zero episode? No, it was the first episode. It was the, it was the first, first episode because Harry was there. Yeah. It was all of us, and we had to go on a quest into the trash pit. And so when we did that. Even though the trash pit was in was located in a building in downtown, technically, was it the underground? I think it was deeper than that. You went, you kind of fell down past the underground into the uh, into the sort of central core of midspace. Mm-hmm. I mean, you weren't really in the core. You were just sort of, you know, on the outside of the giant ball of trash that makes up the inside of midspace. Because you got to think, midspace Accurate. is built in a vaguely orb-like. When, if yeah. it had been finished, it would have been a sphere. But the, the trash inside definitely is closer to being a sphere. And the majority of the density of this um, station is just that big old ball of trash. Hmm. So that drill, just through the city plates and through the underground, dropped down as, as close as possible to the, um, the projected location of, uh, of race of the ship. There's an entire, like, you know, like a world down there that is huge. Yeah. Not quite as big as the city, but not not significantly smaller, realistically. There's just a plate on top of it where the city is built on. And we had no idea when we were down in that trash pit how much stuff we were technically we nearby. Were just, it's like, you know, when you're playing a video game and they, they chuck you into the final zone you don't even realize you're there or near it. You don't even know. You and don't then, even know. And this is like the circle moment. And you're just racing to get to the next thing because you're just wide-eyed and excited. Mm-hmm. You were there right mm-hmm. in amongst all that trash. Oh, And this it. is this, this is that moment because mm-hmm. we started in a hole. We'll end in a hole. <laughs> yeah, and we're in one right now. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> yes. what else is there even? Mm. What so else do really we want is to, there? Do we, want, do we want to talk about the mid-space underground? Let's take Kinda, us underground. Yeah. What's Take that, us uh, there. What's that uh, line from um, Labyrinth? Down. I come the from a land down under. <laughs> You'll find someone <laughs> true. Down um, in the, the underground. underground. Yeah, that. It's underground. It's underground. Uh, what's the so words no, there? What's the, that line? I come from <laughs> a land down under. I, I, I couldn't tell you. No. Da-da-da. Watch out, because you're going to chanda. <laughs> <laughs> Don't chanda, Cleo. Well. <laughs> We're underground, everybody. We're underground. That's what the smell is. That's what the smell is. (laughs) 
So the underground, loosely, is everything beneath that armoured plate that makes up the sort of the ground level of midspace. So you've got okay. sewers, you've got the trash core, but you've also got the underground train system. A mm-hmm. long forgotten piece of in- infrastructure that was never actually set up to run, you know, for any long lasting time. There's evidence, you know, mainly the maps, the historic maps that um, Boris has got his hands on, okay. the actual train that you guys found yep. in the station. There's evidence that at some time it was running, but certainly not any time recently. Well, so that's I just think a sort Boris of a forgotten may network. have reinvigorated that old piece of tech. Yes. Well, that's it. I mean, the backwater bastards, you know, at least the train the train system, it's kind of their playground. The trains you are running again. You know that there are mushrooms down there. The mushrooms, there's a lot of them in the night city, but there's also loads of them all throughout the underground. They thrive in the darker spaces. Hey. And there's other stuff down there, too. I guess we now know that, that the green thoughts creature is just a mature Mycelium. Version. The mycelium. Oh, I love it, though. The mycelium. The adult mushroom. When that, once they just become like spores on the wind. Mm. But what else is down there? Like, we, we know that's down there, and we know about the mushrooms, and we know Jordan is down there because we mm. left him. Eating the rat bats. Yeah, yeah. Little, little the rat rats. bats are down there. Is that rat. it? That's it, to our knowledge. Oh, oh boy. Keep that means secrets. there's a bunch of other shit. But yeah. Midspace is a big old place, and you mm-hmm. guys can't possibly have been the first or only people to think of going underground to find somewhere to live. What? Yeah. Of course so, we're the first people to think about this. <laughs> because I remember in Hamilton, where we come from, Dickie, there was mm-hmm. that uh, train tunnel that uh, in, in, cent- in central uh, downtown Hamilton. Yeah. And if you walked down the tunnel, you would eventually find the old station. Yeah. But to do that walk was pretty terrifying as well. That sounds super scary. Uh, because it was there was no lights, it was all dark, and uh, you had no. the stories of like... You know, the, the, the classic horrible things that happened down that tunnel. And um, there were spirits and there were ghosts and there were people that still did those things. And so I never did walk down that tunnel because I is scared. So you've never seen the old train I station? I never saw the old train station. Dick, did you do it? Yeah, I mean, it was just legitimately, it was just a bit of concrete. <laughs> it's like, you know, like, like, oh, I'm walking along the edge of the tracks and now, oh, now I can, now I fit. Now it's wider. It's like a platform. Like, that's all it was. So if we lived in midspace, I would, you know, as me, not as Z, because Z is a hero, but as me, I would be too terrified yeah, right. to walk or jump down that hole. But I would make you do it. So that <laughs> you we- probably would, yes. <laughs> so I, would I see walking around midspace these types of holes or entranceways in other places? Uh, and would they be ominous? Are they welcoming? Definitely ominous. Because oh. here's the thing, like midspace is already a hive of disreputable scum. Yeah. So the kind of people that are then going to like, I'm not going to rent a place from Zuzu where I could be a, literally an assassin for hire, have like my business card when I rent the place. And she'd be like, cool, just pay me the money. You can live here. Anyone who wants to can just rent these places as long as they're not on her radar as an enemy. Yeah. So anyone that is, you know, hesitant to do that and wants to find alternative uh, residents. Yeah. Should be a little bit. You should be scared of them. So yeah. who's who is in these little tunnels? Who is hiding yeah. down here? So we're not the only mutant turtles living down here. There's no way you are. Oh and my god, god. We, we have neighbors. We've got doors now, Toe Taylor. We've got doors. So obviously there's going to be people who are <laughs> desperate, people who don't have enough money and are just willing to brave it. You know, people who are homeless. Okay. All right. But you just also, made it dark. 
but also you're going to have like criminals who are working directly in opposition to Zuzu. Oh. Yeah, maybe you've got like that that one hired gun who's come in to kill someone that's under the protection of Zuzu. Yeah. They've got to hide out somewhere. Hmm. And underground is the perfect place for that kind of thing. And now that you've I said see. that, it's made me realize that Shannon and the revolutionaries, I don't think they're hiding out underground because one of their main entrances is to slide down from above. You know, you wouldn't develop a piece of tech to get around the town if it's your second way of approaching. Mm. Makes me think that that's their main way of approaching. I know that's uh, something to say for a, a little bit when we get to the Night City, but um, there's many, many options for, for gangs and, and groups down here. Yeah. Well, I mean, you go up high if you want to watch. You yes. go down low if you don't want to be seen. Okay. Jeez. Jesus. Jesus. But I mean, we you you know what this means for us. You know. What, what, what does this primarily mean for us? You know what us. this means for us, Dickie. We have to explore these tunnels immediately. Yes, and you've got a bit of a head start because <laughs> Boris, yep, is, Boris. Is, is obsessed with um with the ancient trains and with Incredible. the um the old old underground maps. Thank Glob. And he has, you know, just through his his connections, through his his basically being in the scene of mm-hmm. the weirdos that collect that sort of thing, he has an ancient map. Well, which thankfully, is proven someone does. to be well, it's proven to be um. Proven to be useful. It's it got you in here. And didn't he eliminate digital maps? Oh, yes. So that other people couldn't. Boris. Yes, we um, catch we, up. we we did uh, we did sort of briefly mm-hmm. mention that. But yes, like uh, him and Z have put their heads together, and they've managed to get rid of any public copies of that this map. That was the Z one or me Z. You Z. Okay. No. 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 I'm just. Look, I just want to check that the uh, other Z hasn't started encroaching on my uh, territory of <laughs> Don't friendship. worry, they're out there. They're yeah. out there. Yeah. They're out there, and someday they're going to strike, mm-hmm. and you're not going to be ready for it. I don't think you can be ready for that. No. But yeah, the so. trains and just the general the, the layout of the city are like a relic of the Terran presence in the building of Midspace. That's, you know, that's a big part of the reason, because Boris, like his... Uh, his interest in, I guess, archaeology, yeah. you might call yeah. it, or at least history. He's a history buff, but it is all like ancient Terran stuff because that's what he knows, and that's why. Well, you know, that makes me think immediately of um, how when the uh, English were in- inhabiting cities that were previously owned and occupied or built by the Romans, and they had absolutely no idea who had built these massive structures. So they saw aqueducts that were broken, and they saw these massive marble bath systems. And they had no idea how these buildings were built, what they were used for, or uh, or anything. They're just these these people living in the remnants of giants. And, um, you know, we're here on mid-space. Do people understand how these systems work? Or have they looked at this train system and just gone, what's that? Don't know. I think it's mostly the latter. Yeah. Because you've got to think, like, in a world where you can get a ship that literally just hovers, you know? It can float in midair, basically defying gravity. It can go around the place. You can you can install, you can get a thing that you can literally carry on your back yeah. and install it in there, and it will let you practically teleport around the galaxy. These things exist. So what good is a train? Well... Really? I mean, I hear you, yeah. But uh, it's pretty cool. People have just, they've, they've never encountered them. They don't, yeah, you had Trevor's immediate disgust at the notion mm. because he's not a romantic about the past like um, Boris is. He doesn't really understand. He doesn't get it. But doesn't there's more to a train that, that than just being a uh, an outdated mode of transport. Yeah. It has a yeah, romance to it. it. Mm. We don't expect him to get it. Okay, so we, we may see more ancient systems uh, 
throughout the uh, underground of midspace then, not just the trains. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, that again, that, that's a really fun line of inquiry. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And like learning some more about the, uh, the history of midspace might mm. give us some more insight into the war and Reese yeah. and all these other things. <laughs> okay, I'm sold. I'm in. all that yeah. stuff is naturally tied together. Yeah. I'm in. You know, as you say, like trains are such a simple tech have been forgotten. Just be so interesting to think about what other simple techs could have been forgotten. But, uh, you know, yeah. when used against a highly advanced opponent, actually become such a simple solution to, to a problem. going to be Ewoks. Yeah, you just got to be, you just got to use some logs and knock them together. <laughs> <laughs> or roll them down, down a hill. What was old is new again. Old is new again. Give it 20 years. It'll mm. be hot again. Mm. Look around. See all these people wearing baggy ass jeans, think they look good? Yeah. Yes, yeah, so did we yeah. 25 years ago. Yeah. We, <laughs> don't see us going on about it. We thought that looked good too. Yeah. And we then... we have the common sense to realize we were wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Actually, no, it looks pretty good on all nah, these looks kids great. because you all they're look not because <laughs> they don't have COVID weight that and like plus thirty plus weight. It, once you get oh, don't, to be Taylor, a certain don't, I... sorry, look, I'm oh, saying it. Yeah. I'm saying it. I went to H and M and tried one of those on. It's not for adults. Nope. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> anyway, you know what though. A thing that I want to talk about to make myself feel better in this mm. moment, the mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> the mushrooms of midspace. I have a lot of questions about them. Yeah. Like I mean, the obvious questions, where the hell did they come from? How did this happen? Obvious. But the important question, how is their growth affecting the drug trade? Which we know exists because yeah. we have Randy the Candyman. <laughs> yeah, Randy I mean, candy your, <laughs> your your initial um, introduction to the cult was um, through them being yeah like dealers in in mushroom yeah. related drugs to uh, Randy and his friends. Yeah, and they were immediately not interested in being our friends when we didn't buy any, mm. which sounds about but, right. I mean, obviously, like you know, there must have been funding the One True Leader's operation somewhat. It's hard to say whether or not that stuff will keep going with the resistance or not, whether or not they actually want to um, deal That's in drugs. That's the thing. Now that, that the drug cult trade is like dry dispersed, hmm. what the hell is going to happen? Did we just stop the drug trade? Well, there's, I mean, there's, there's a lot of different kinds of drugs. We thought we were saving mid-space, but what we did was win the war on drugs. Yeah. Well, I mean, people, we are sorry. People could be taking <laughs> less mushrooms, but like this could be taking the synthetic stuff made in the dodgy. They like, you can't know, be taking the mushrooms now that we know they're sentient. Downtown labs. Mm, we have to stop it. Oh my god! At least if they eat a tentacle, the tentacle's grown in a lab. It's a mm. it's a lab grown tentacle. We gotta we gotta solve this mushroom problem because they can't be eating those things now that we know them. Yeah, that's like the whole Pokemon conundrum, you know? Yeah. Well, that's upsetting. All right. But we can be sad about it in our house. Yes. <laughs> which we have now. Yeah. You know, the underground is is definitely an interesting place, but maybe the most interesting thing about it is the fact that we finally have a lair. Oh. Yeah. And this lair, like And that's where it is. I mean, last episode, we uh we, we, not we did our, we did our Gome Depot <laughs> shopping excursion. So we kind of know now how the bastards are turning this into a bit more of a homely en- environment. It's a train station. Yeah, but that doesn't mean it has to keep looking like one. That's it's got rooms, it's got individual spaces. You can set up a bathroom section. You can each have your own little private spaces. It's got a big communal living area where you can have different you know, zones for eating, zones for hanging, zones for working on the ship. Pile of junk for Boris to build things. Oh, with. I just want the video game. 
Oh, yeah. give basically. It to me. But we bought a bunch of stuff too. So yeah. it's like we, we're, we're really going to do it. We're but really yeah. going to do it. The good thing about the bastard layer is that there's there's one way in the front and one way in the back. So the, your front door, Whoa. which is soon soon to <laughs> soon to actually be a door with um <laughs> with decorative cats, debatable, is um that that just heads out over a sheer cliff face. Oh, which has got to be one of the coolest things. I love it when you describe the uh the the waterfall of sewage that we fly in and out of to get to our base. It's just so cool. out over the night city. Yeah, but the um the the other direction, your back door, as it were, okay, heads. Straight to downtown. Yeah, that's so dang cool. And then the station itself, there are the remnants of what would have been a stairwell at one point, but it's long ago been caved in and buried under uh, under you know mid space plating. It looks as though, from what you've seen so far, at least, that all the stations were just paved over because nobody was using them. Well, time to reclaim. I mean, you you can only find out what lies out to the back, but the bastards have their own little enclosed space in there. That's super cool. Enclosed spaces. Mm. Oh my god! Like I realized that we had enclosed spaces. I knew about our rooms on Reese. Mm. I don't think I realized that we had compartments in the lair. Mm. We're going to be able to build such a cool cafeteria. It's going to be. I grand. am like not even sure what I'm going to build because I thought I knew. I wanted to crap up the common area first. That was going to be my, my shtick. Like, I definitely wanted to move in and do, like, a tarp situation. Mm. A- like, arrange my gomes. Yep. Roll out some astroturf. Oh, yeah. I love just, like, the whole astroturf and garden gome kind of look. Yes. I just wanted to kind of, like, jazz it up a little bit, you know? And the place where everybody has to be. All right. So now that we've done the deep, deep, deep underground... The deep underground. I guess we need to look at what happens when you do fly out over that cliff, looking down onto the night city beyond. No! It's time to go to the night city. Night city. The night city. So the night city, or the undercity, we refer to it as being like a separate city, but really... It's the entire space that hasn't been powered up. It's it's that excess mid-space that maybe they couldn't afford. When they set up downtown, they just couldn't really afford to get more of it running. So they had to That's draw a line happened? somewhere. Yeah, that you've got to draw a line somewhere. How irresponsible. Yeah. And so the Undercity, the Night City, is refers to that entire dark side of mid-space. The, um, the sprawling sections of it that haven't been lit. The closest part of the night city from where you guys have already run and where the bastards live on that border is legitimately down a cliff from uptown, which is like a, a clear point. Like, okay, we're going to stop powering at the cliff. Yeah. And has these big, incredibly tall, spiry, spiry buildings mm. that look like they were designed to hold just thousands upon thousands of people. But again, like they've never really been inhabited aside from the few people that are down there. And all we've really come across is the cult, the One Tree Leader's cult, and and the Dark's revolutionaries uh, led by Channon. So, could we assume that uh, down there in the in the Undercity, in the Night City, they have their own systems for docking and getting spaceships uh, loaded and unloaded around there, 
And if it's unpowered, how does that look? Well, officially, they do not. Okay. <laughs> there is, there's no, there are no docking stations that that are at least are, pa- yeah, that are permanently powered that are running in the Night City. But that said, it would be possible to land land a ship on the exterior of midspace, mm-hmm. hook up your own mm. batteries, and jury rig the thing, hotwire it to get in through one of the other openings. Nice. So it's possible that the revolutionaries have been doing this to get things in and out without having to go through Zuzu. Okay. It's yeah, really hard to know. Mm. But the original settlers, the people that came to Midspace, that's what they had to do. So there is precedence. It is possible. You know how sometimes you see an apartment building Mm. and you see a cord coming out of like one window? Yeah. Going into like somebody else's plug, mm-hmm. yeah, That's and it's not just city. a cord. There's a four way adapter with another oh, extension shit. plugged into it to maximize yeah. length. Yeah, and, like, it's that like part when, for some when reason you hook hanging your hose up to somebody else's house. And I imagine these ones are probably like fucking thick cables just going yeah. from outside. Thick. Oh, I mean, there's nothing cooler than seeing Thick. just sci-fi buildings with cables covering the whole thing. Mm-hmm. That's fucking great. I thought you were about to say something like, there's nothing cooler than a thick cable than seeing, nothing cooler than see There's a, nothing cooler than a thick cable. Than a thick cable. Yeah. Well, you've not seen. In. <laughs> you've not really seen how the residents of the Undercity are living, beyond the fact that there are definitely fires burning in some of those buildings. Jesus okay. Christ. And now I'm thinking again, I mean, I, I know I just... I, just said about um the revolutionaries scaling down the buildings but i realize now that the top of those buildings would be mid-space station and then the bottom is just going down into the darkness of space as those towers kind of sprout away from it so that device that they scale the building down on can it also be used to help them scale back up mm, that's interesting I, I never envisioned it as such or is it like a wee and then a oh, got to walk all the way back. <laughs> yeah, climb up the stairs, man, back up. Yeah, and as well, like you know, you know that the the elevators aren't going exactly. In any of those so buildings. have they have they made this device so that it can go up and down? Oh no, I mean that device doesn't go up. Oh, poor revolutionaries. <laughs> they get their cardio in. <laughs> they do. All right. So when we talk about the uh, Undercity and uh, and the Night City, I mean, I think immediately about like forty k kind of hive cities where you have populations that never see the sunlight never even see above their kind of level that they live on is midspace big enough that that could happen that there could be entire groups of people that have never seen above the level they live on or is it not not that big is it is it you know it's i mean it's it is big Mm. so if there were multiple generations of people living down there then that's what would happen but Mm. midspace for the most part is is not a very multi-generational town. Okay. Like a lot of people have kids and decide to live somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> you got to get off this rock. <laughs> I can't imagine why. Yeah, we all did it, right? <laughs> we, we, oh. We, oh, right. <laughs> we, Whoops. Whoopsie. <laughs> Whoops. I realized as soon as you, as I answered your, I can't imagine why I was like, oh, she's being sarcastic and you're already talking, Daniel. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean... <laughs> Midspace has a very shifting population. It's, there's not a lot of families. There's a lot more single and ready to mingle, perhaps, or like just gangs and small groups. Mm-hmm. The Night City, we know very little about, but it is mostly people who are, at least for the meantime, politically unaligned with downtown. Mm-hmm. But if you recall, Zuzu only rested power within the last decade. Okay. So a lot of people that have moved into the Night City may well have been perfectly welcome oh, in Midspace been... proper not so long ago. 
So they could be there biding their time, getting ready to, you know, move back uptown. Oh. And the Night City is definitely it's that sort of place where nobody can annoy you. Nobody can hassle you. You can go there and you can just, yeah, it's almost like living off the land because mm. it's not hooked up to yeah. the grid. So if you want power, you've got to have your own generator or you've got to run it from a starship. If you want light and warmth, you just light a fire in one of the buildings because that's, you know, without bringing an entire sort of geothermal sort of infrastructure into the area because it's unpowered, so it's cold. The easiest way is just to light a fire. And you saw that the, with the cultists and just with the, the small groups of like huddled people that you saw when you're in the night city, mm. that there's campfires are a big thing there. I can't wait to dig into that. Yeah. Because you know there is stuff. Yeah. You know. And like, do you think that Shannon is hiding out in there? Is that their home base now? Yeah, I mean, Shannon, Shannon is hiding out there. Shannon has claimed the Night City as his own. But you know what? I think like I think Cleo and Z are pretty good at doing stealth missions. And um, yeah, I think obviously. it would be fun to go back and, uh, you know, just flex our stealth muscles again. But I also, I also like am thinking, okay, we've seen what K2 can provide in terms of weapons. You know what Keen can provide in terms of weapons. We know that Dietz uh, and Zuzu keep everything pretty well armed. I would love to go shopping in the Night City if we ever get the chance. See what kind of uh, treats the Night City can offer. Find those those communities that are truly outside of society. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the thing, right? Like, we haven't gotten to explore that zone, and we haven't really gotten to explore the underground either. So there's these are two known areas that yeah. we just don't really know much about. We just know where they are and we've seen them a little bit and we've visited. We know that it can be explored because we've seen enough of it that it showed up on our maps as a space. Right, and that's the thing. That gray space, it's filled in now, has a name. Have we been to all of it? Absolutely not. We're getting the Explorer's Achievement. We've touched about 0.6% of it. And we're pretending like we know it. Yeah, And we don't. Love it. And that's what we know about. There's way more, I guess, that we don't know about. Yeah. And- who who knows what that is? We can't tell you. We mm. can't tell you about that in this lore episode. And so that means one day in the far off future, there's going to have to be a revisitation to mid-space zones <gasps> if we find something new. Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's more of what you call the Night City than there is downtown, you know? There's a lot of wild, unpowered mid-space. Would you say that that's all the Night City or would you say that it's actually like separate places well, that's like, said, these it... could be zones that we have not yet discovered that you don't even have names for but definitely <sighs> as uh as downtown downtown aliens you would definitely just call it all the night city at least at the moment with your current knowledge okay so this is just the area these are the region names but we've still got so much we can explore love it and i cannot wait to get down into the unpowered undercity but what, what more can we say? I mean, we've we've covered the zones, but the general people of midspace, the the culture, the uh, the way of life there. Yeah. Do we want we to cover that a little bit? Yes, cover it a little bit. So, ignoring the Night City for now, who uh, again we're we're so ignorant about the uh, the more cultural workings there. Midspace is generally. A city. It's a city and it functions much like any other city, aside from the fact that there's no real law and order, there's no citizenship. Mm. So there are all sorts of communities within the city, 
people who have like, especially you get like, you know, refugee, refugee groups, people who didn't necessarily come here for opportunity. They just came here because mm. it was one of the only places they wouldn't be struck out against. One of the only places where they're actually relatively safe. So you've got like, you know, groups that are at war that have their, their homelands taken over, all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Midspace is where some of these people end up. So you, there are entire communities all from like maybe a single system somewhere who've all taken over a block. So this is like Garcia Station similarly in, in the, uh, you know, you had the people who had fled both sides of the Wraith, the Synths, and to come together to live on Garcia Station. And yeah, well, just Garcia on a specifically scale, had got... that dichotomy of those two places. And yeah. Midspace has got, you know, a lot of people from those as well. Mm. But yes, Midspace being like a bigger station and having a lot more unclaimed space yeah. has over the years has yeah definitely got factions and groups and just little pockets of people from all over the place. But ultimately it does function as a unified city. People mostly get along. People mostly trade with one another, help one another out. It's a good place where cultures mix and intermingle, where you can get food from anywhere in the galaxy. Yeah. You can import any item, including the restricted ones. Love that. And uh, have you got any, can you give us any insight as to uh, what the current fashions of Midspace are? Uh, Where are they getting their inspiration from? And uh, what are the people's inhabitants wanting wanting to adorn themselves with these days? So Midspace fashion, you've got a lot of wannabe gangster stuff, a lot of um, wannabe pirate stuff, because a lot of people here do Mm. identify as being a member of an organized crime family or being a pirate who's just docking for a drink. Yeah. And it's such, yeah, like a lot of those sorts of people, they do go for the more garish, showy, like, you want to mess with me kind Mm -hmm. of outfits. There's a lot of people who do just go around in kind of tactical gear. Okay. Yeah. They're being cool. We're talking armor. Uh, open, well, whatever carry, they were, they're keen carry blasters. Now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Keen is the uh, the peak. Yeah, so keen on on that front, on the whole tactical gear and armor, mm-hmm. but like fashionable. I mean, keen is making waves. Keen is wow. the trendsetter for that sort of thing. And we are the face of it. <laughs> yeah, the face, the face of the midspace pirate. Never forget. Never mm. forget. Come on, we're the poster than children. The slippery furry jelly bear. Well, but it is also not much. It's home (laughs) to a whole lot of much like Garcia Station of wraith and synth uh, defectors, people who have left either their war band or the synth army. And synths, as you know, have a real love of art and individuality. And particularly synths who actually leave the army, they are really big on expressing themselves in bold ways. Yeah. So you find that a lot of midspace is painted in these big primary colors, like each section of a building painted to reflect the person living inside there synths themselves can obviously they can get a body job they can um they can paint themselves out to look how they want mm-hmm. they can replace um, exterior components and synth fashion in midspace is probably like be one of the leading places of synth fashion because in the synth army it's all utilitarian you've got what you're given you're not allowed to modify your body that's you know you've been made for a purpose mm-hmm Whereas synths living in midspace, they can really experiment and play with that. So there's a lot of uh, comings and goings in terms of, you know, sleek versus bulky, of like chrome and minimalist versus uh, colored and geometric. So cool. And the fashion moves very fast for synths. Everything they do culturally is very quick because their brains can process it quicker than than a, you know... A living being. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Jeez. <laughs> Jeez. 
And then you have like an entire class of, of bipedal humanoid type creatures, mm. particularly humans. And their fashion is going to be coming straight from New Terra. Because mm-hmm. New Terra is the center of the empire. You've got all these occupied worlds who have been brought into the empire, a myriad of species who all have been at least, you know, partly folded into imperial culture, which does mean that you have kind of high fashion and just like mainstream fashion coming out of New Terra that even as far as mid-space really does influence things. Love it. AI is making waves in every field it touches. President Biden is now on TikTok and the election draws closer each day. With so much going on in the world, it is hard to keep up with it all, let me tell you. Hi, I'm Kai Rizdal, the co-host of Make Me Smart. It's a podcast from Marketplace. And every weekday, Kimberly Adams and I break down the latest in business and the economy with short daily episodes to make it easy for you to stay in the know. Listen to Make Me Smart wherever you get your podcasts. Heck, you have painted such a cool picture of midspace. The all I can just imagine now in even more vibrant station than I could before. And uh, well, heck, I want to get back into into exploring. I want to go there. Yes, right now. <laughs> and uh, we have some uh, other people who wanted to come to midspace, and they have sent in some questions. So should we go on to <gasps> some uh, some guest questions? It's time for listener questions. Heck yeah. Listener questions. It's time for listener questions. Boy, these just get better. <laughs> our vocal, our who vocal wants to, ability. Who wants to take the first one? Shall I just jump in here? Get it, get in there. Get in there, Dickie. Here's one from Randy. Get in there. Oh. Grab you some. Randy asks, I'm kind of curious as to what kind of creation <laughs> myths the inhabitants of midspace have, if any. Ooh. Oh, Randy, of course you're curious. <laughs> Randy. Well, that's an interesting one. Like creation myths, midspace itself doesn't have any because it is man-made. Does everyone believe that? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's Whoa. no way in hell when you've got like millions of people living in one place that they all believe Shaquille that. O'Neal thinks the Earth might be flat. I learned that today. And I can so... point you to a website that proves the moon <laughs> is uh, built by aliens. Because, <laughs> <So. laughs> yeah, maybe there are people that believe that yeah, it's like this this really sort of backwards like uh, conspiracy theory thing. Midspace isn't actually artificial. It's actually a uh, a dying star. So uh, better get off quick. Dick, why did you start the episode with this? Holding conspiracy out on me theories. that midspace is actually a dying star? Damn. Or. Thing is, I have like a sort of a, a voice of God <laughs> type thing. If I say midspace is made from compacted trash, you kind of just have to take me at you know, face value. What's don't the you? difference between compacted trash and a dying star? Yeah. Well, you know uh, what? This, now you're asking the right question. You know how we have the idea of like Gaia, 
I would love mm. to think that uh, on Midspace, there are there are kind of spiritual gurus going around being like, can you not hear Midspace calling to you? The spirit of and Midspace then you know is there. That it's the mycelium. Yeah. But the 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 they maybe don't know that. And so they're, uh, you know, they, they think that there is a kind of spiritual voice out there. The, oh, I love the, voice the idea the that there is like a religion that is like grown around, you know, these, these weird playful little I like spirits. That. I love it. I would definitely join that. Yeah. Like, maybe like almost like sort of mid-space druids With or something. With no evidence. Like, I feel like I already <laughs> ship that in real life because in real life, I'm like, listen, we could fix everything right now if we fed the fungal system. Yeah. yeah. Because it's everything. Yeah. The the ever like I mean they've already proved they have. how it speaks to itself yep. and the trees like it's keeping stuff alive. Before dinosaurs, they were and, fucking like, mushrooms bigger than skyscrapers on Earth. Talking to each yeah. other, having conversations, chit chatting, and here we are, sidearm, crapping everything up. <laughs> they were having sidearms with each other all mm-hmm. the time. Sidearm. Sub That's where we're supposed Patreon. to do this. <laughs> That's where we normally do this. Yeah. On a on a greater level, I mean, there definitely are creation myths within some of the cultures inhabiting um, midspace. Yeah, because l- everybody brought their own with them yeah. too. And so there's probably def- thousands. You live in a, a sort of big cosmic gathering of people. It's a little bit harder to like have like really sort of concrete like uh, we are, you know, the chosen ones put here by this god. I think uh, theology and spirituality in a world where you can travel between planets looks a little bit different than it does on a, on a single world where we, we really don't have any proof that we could go anywhere else. Mm. It's a lot easier That's on Earth point. to frame ourselves at the center of everything. But if you know that you are an insignificant speck in something bigger... Um, I'd like to point you your to spirituality the looks Medusa. different, doesn't it? We are the center of everything because our yeah. world goes with us. So, um, <laughs> so you guys, I see exactly what you're saying. Yep. Noted. Yep. <laughs> writing that down about you guys for later but then like if you're normal is space travel mm. at what point does that just become what we already have on a bigger scale yeah mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah because isn't everything just a micro version of something macro yeah like when you look at pictures of like the fungal system or like a like tree like a tree root system, and you look at that, and then you look at like a my, like a super super like zoomed in picture of like the human capillary system, mm, same or like shit. the like the like a lung, or an yep. eyeball, and you see the exact same patterns and shapes, mm-hmm. and it's like everything that you have or know is just a micro version of something macro. We look at an ant. Mm. And we're like, look how small it is. We're an ant for somebody else. Well, you know, we're big ants, but, you know. Yeah, we're <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you keep zooming we're out until you've got like, oh, boom, here's a whole galaxy. At what point does space travel just become, eh, we're going to Spain this week? Exactly, yeah. So maybe there are like, you know, people have these sort of, you know, these great theories about all the life in this one little, you know, pocket Our of pizza. space was all put here by this one divine being. And like, we're all in it together we're all special like it, it wouldn't know any sort of bounds of like planet or Stephen race or anything Fry is that Lesson. person but um probably i mean the true answer is that we just really haven't um we haven't come across any theology or spirituality yet in the backwater bastards well i hope we do randy not, because not fleshed any out you have aside from that big ass cold <laughs> yeah you have you have piqued my interest i would love to hear some more uh spiritually some we more dig creation myths of uh, midspace now that uh, now that you've asked that question i don't know if i can stop thinking about it no, you can't. I cannot. But speaking of religion and spirituality and the gathering of many in one place, oh. 
What about gangs? <laughs> <laughs> what about gangs? Okay, somebody the- asked that, and I forgot to write their name down. So, if you were that somebody, shout out to you. I'm very. If you were that somebody, let us know, and that's it. <laughs> I'll I'll collect a meme for you. Yeah, we'll give you one honor. meme. One meme is the payment. But like, what about gangs? We met one. Mm. We literally just met one. The Twenty One Thieves, mm. led by Marcus, right? The Yag. Yeah, well, there are gangs on Midspace. Most of them Surprise. have some <laughs> sort of affiliation with Princess Zuzu, who herself once controlled a gang, but she eventually outgrew that and now considers herself to control an entire space station. Okay. Oh. Love that for her. Doing well. But yeah, I mean, there are a lot of gangs. And again, the vast majority of them are under like this umbrella corporation of Uzus. But uh, it, there are some, like the 21 Thieves, who operate outside of that as well. They are the ones who have to be very careful. Because although it's a lawless place where crime is the norm, you're supposed to be doing crimes that benefit Princess Zuzu. Okay. Mm. And if you're not, then, uh, well, then you definitely are a gang. The 21 Thieves is definitely a gang because they were not stealing that thing for Zuzu, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. They didn't seem like fans. No. But you, it seems like you don't want to give away too much about uh, some other future gangs of mid-space. You know, you're very, keeping yourself very tight-lipped over there. Of, uh... I keep myself tight-lipped. I can tell you that... Um, there are gangs. There are gangs. <laughs> there are the remnants of <laughs> a, of a gang <laughs> that was called Zuzu's Reavers, but is now, <gasps> now they're the status quo. Now they're the establishment. Okay. Wait, so is that like Dietz's people? I mean, Dietz, Dietz is one of them, and a lot of <gasps> so Dietz's that's closest how they, people. I feel like there's a part of me that wants to know more about like Zuzu and Dietz and their, like, how they know each other I and know. their backstory. We, I want an origin story for that. That's a fun idea, because, again, like, they are, they're pretty, you know, pretty different to one you another. You know that was spicy. Mm. Do you yeah. think there was like a secret? Because Zuzu is much more of like the sort of cool, controlled, single-minded force. Whereas Deets, and Deets, Deets is, is like a, yeah, he's a bit more anyway. unhinged. He's a bit more of like a, yeah. you know that they beat the shit out of each other. There's some stuff. There's some castle well, yeah, shit going on I don't know how much there. of that I can keep in. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Whoa. Okay. Anyway, and then we, the we have a question from Dag. He asks, this is important. What's the breakfast burrito situation like in midspace? 100%. I'd like to know as well. Thank you for your I'll question. I'll tell you Dag. one thing. Midspace Definitely, uh, yeah. All hours of the day, uh, breakfast food available. Thank you. Oh, that's the best. Thank you Thank for doing you. the right yeah. thing, Dick. Thank you. Because I was sitting here watching, like, don't. Yeah, he's about to say, don't. like, oh, it's only open until ten a.m. No one's up until ten a.m. No one's there. Sorry, uh, yeah. I mean, if, if you, I, I, if no, if you want to no. get breakfast from Fat Fat Breast, yeah. you you got to be up before ten. From but, Fat Breast. Uh, fat Breast. Well, okay, I can miss breakfast from Fat Breast if it's uh before ten a.m. <laughs> Okay, listen. You don't want a you don't want a breast muffin. <laughs> <laughs> Double breast muffin with hash browns. Why? You know what? If you want to get breakfast at a fast food and it stops at ten a.m., that's no good no. because you're either already at work and you can't have it. Mm-hmm. You don't have time, or you're not awake. Yeah. Because if I don't have to be at work, yeah. guess what? I'm not doing waking, waking up, up at ten. Yeah. Waking Fine up before yeah. ten. Midspace put ain't clothes like on. That. Yeah. Midspace. You've got, obviously, there's a lot of um, market stall type stuff. There's like food market things. Mm-hmm, Th- those mm-hmm. those operate within limited hours because someone's got to like get up and set up all this stuff. They've got to sleep at some time. But then you've got a lot of diners. 
I guess. For me, like the eateries in Midspace is very much American diner kind of situation. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it is. It just is. Uh, that's the yeah, aesthetic I love it. for it. And so you can get yourself a breakfast burrito at any time of the day. Where I mean, obviously, I people you generally, it. you got to get yourself into work. Yeah, you're just uh, some sort of, you know, between jobs type person, but you've been partying all night and you need a breakfast burrito. You can get one. It's going to be from a food replicator. There's, there's no, uh, there's not going to be any real eggs in there. It's going to be, it's going to be a protein that has been uh, created. Mm-hmm. What? Hey, you know, it'll you do the job. While you're ahead, it's going to be full of sauce. It's going to be wrapped up in some sort of uh, bread type wrap. Well, a bread, a bread type wrap. We're done here. <laughs> We're done here. Listen, just two more questions. Dick, do you want to read one? Yeah, maybe I should read one. This one's from Vaparis. How is midspace heated? If it is a rogue planetoid not orbiting a star, it would be bitter cold. They got some fancy runaway greenhouse effect going on. They got a bunch of people shoveling coal into a furnace all day. Maybe it's a mystery and everybody that tries to find out goes missing. Perhaps everybody oh. in midspace is real gassy and it's a giant Dutch oven situation. Well, well some, some, some of them are. Someone's mind's in the gutter. <laughs> and that person is Vaparas. On the Discord. Come join them on our Discord. Link in the show notes. I'm not sure how to say this one. It could be Viper Ass. I think it's Vipera, v- Viparis. I also read it as Viper right. Ass. I'm not going to lie. I've been reading it as Viper Ass and I just thought, well. <laughs> well, after she has been to the toilet, she needs to Viper Ass. <laughs> oh. oh my God. Okay. Keeping it highbrow. Okay. You completely win. Yeah. <laughs> but okay, we, we, we did touch on the opposite end of this. When I talked about the Night City being very cold because the power's not turned on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Conversely, uh, downtown and uptown, and actually like the underground d- directly beneath, down in the underground, has got its uh, has got its temperature relatively sorted. Midspace does have a, a controlled controlled climate, but it does rely on the power. There's um, there's basically there's, there's heaters that bring it up to a nice ideal temperature for the majority of the bipedal species living there. And it's, it's really as simple as that. There's a whole lot of heaters built up into the um, the top atmosphere dome. So with the artificial day and night cycles also comes an artificial day and night temperature. Nice. And it's just hot air getting blasted down on you. Nice. But uh, there is more to the atmospheric controls of midspace. You, we know that all the oxygen, for example, is being processed by the mushrooms that were put there. And there's, there's a few other little infrastructural things that the wraiths brought here in the early days that uh, we will discover about Midspace eventually, I'm sure. Oh, more secrets. Mm. How very like you, Dickie. I'm nervous about that. I'm nervous about that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, really, there was one answer, and it was like, some of us are hot. Some of us are hot-blooded. <laughs> and that's it. That's the answer. Mm-hmm. And we, when we leave, everything goes to shit and freezes. It does. So, and we have one more. <gasps> And this question is from Jim. Jimothy. Jimothy. Is there anybody on Midspace who would want to to bring Midspace onto onto the political stage with the other three factions? And um and if so, does Dick who the hell is that? Does Dick know who it would be? Like what what would the pros and cons of doing so be? That's what that's what Jim wants to know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jim. Red, red by Cleo. <laughs> yep, that's how I would do it. Brief appearance from Cleo there. 
Yeah, I don't know who that is, but cool. <laughs> well, right now, the only person that could exert enough control to uh, enter into some sort of treaty with the factions from in space is obviously Princess Zuzu. Oh. But it's definitely not in her interests to do so. Because at the moment, she's able to um, operate without any sort of official constitution or law Do whatever book, the heck she wants. Which means, yeah, she can do whatever the hell she wants. She can change the rules on mm-hmm. a dime. If yeah. she, you know, yeah. she wants something, she can at least, you know, give herself permission to take it. Whether or not she can actually physically do that is a different story. Yeah. And also, ultimately, people come to Midspace to buy and sell shit that they don't want to get taxed on. Mm-hmm. And Midspace would lose all of its allure if Midspace entered into trade agreements or even got co-opted into the Terran Empire, for example. Yeah. Then it would just be a dirty, dodgy, dangerous Terran planet. Mm. Oh, that would be horrible. And what's the point of that, you know? If you've still got to, like, deal with the Terrans and you've still got to pay your taxes and all that sort of thing, it's it's no longer worth it. Mm. And, yeah, I mean, similar thing, like, the synths have no interest in officially co-opting a, a, a non-synthetic system or station anyway. They got their own thing going. They are isolationist in that sense. Okay. Wraiths, I mean, Zuzu would be well positioned if she were to take up a position of authority in Wraith space. But you get the impression that uh, all the Wraith monarchs who have fled into mid-space, into these neutral territories, they've done so very specifically to avoid the responsibilities yeah, tacked on to their uh, their lineage, the fact that they are wraith monarchs, mm-hmm. they are expected to actually become warlords and to fight to control a family group and to control a uh, a section of wraith space. So Zuzu has either fled from a more dangerous warlord or has completely just you know rebelled and abandoned doing that sort of thing because she wants to live a different life. Mm. So again, like the mm. wraiths probably not going to join up with her. That's okay. fair. But I do like the idea of Midspace becoming like the middle of some sort of political intrigue because it is positioned right in the middle there. Hmm, future story arc, perhaps. Yeah, if something beyond oh. an act, you know, a downright declaration of war were to happen, Midspace is where it would happen. What would have to happen for Zuzu to want to make an alliance? Mm. Ah. Mm. Things would have to be maybe a bit dire. Interesting. Yeah. We'll probably never get close to that. <laughs> no, we'll be fine and okay. <laughs> Everything's good. The worst has passed. Well, damn, those are all of our listener questions for this week. And if you want to send in questions for future episodes of Law Dive, you can uh, send them over on our Discord. Link's in the show notes. Or you can send yeah. them to us uh, via our email, uh, which is backwaterbastards at gmail.com or on our Twitter we will announce on our social medias and in the Discord what the subject will be, kind of like a few days yeah. before we do these episodes. So just keep your eyes open for that. Yes. Yeah, have you got some like interesting questions specific to some part of Backwater Bastards lore? Uh, by all means, send those out, whether or not you know what we're going to do next, because you know, we haven't entirely decided just yet. Yeah. Maybe you'll inspire us. Oh, isn't that nice? That's so nice. I think that's... Uh, that's it for our law dive for now, hey? That's yeah. the dive, baby. Mm. Now it's time to come back up for air. Ooh, so the next time you hear our voices in your air holes, uh, well, they might. Yeah, if you're a patron, you might hear the uh, the old sidearm. Mm. I think we're going to jump back into a, a storyline-driven, mainstream continuity oh, backwater bastards episode. Heck, it's my favorite oh. thing. 
You guys ready for it? I'm ready for it. I'm always ready for it. I love adventuring. Yeah. Was there anything that you've learned in this episode that might influence how uh, how things are going to go with our next our next episode? Now yeah. that you know a little bit more about Midspace. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I actually made notes in our thing yeah. <laughs> about Uptown. Yeah. Which I didn't realize was a thing. We're going to need to go there. We're going to need to figure it out. We're going to need to taste the food. That they have up there. We're going to need to figure out how we get to live in Uptown. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're talking That's about downtown, doesn't that immediately infer the presence of a, of a mythical Uptown? I don't know. I hadn't thought about space. that. Yeah. <laughs> I thought downtown hear was already Uptown. Town. <laughs> Diagonal Town. <laughs> That's where we're at right now. Yeah. That's the true classist dissection of yeah. this whole situation. <laughs> what are you talking about, Uptown? What? That's real? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I learned about Uptown. Um, I now have, like, identified that I have a lot of questions about Zuzu that I need to figure out. Oh, yeah. I'm just so interested in the, like, the story of Zuzu as well. And and also, I mean, I, I know it's I a know missed point did. if you haven't heard Raloran, but um, just seeing the connections between Griselda and Zuzu I'm, Zuzu, I'm like, yeah, this is so cool because I love Griselda. I thought she was one of the coolest characters of the entire Raloran arc. So, um yeah. Yeah, I loved Griselda. Yeah, I loved it. She was just fun in that she was scary, but she was sort of your ally, kind and of. And I see like that. A... I see that in Zuzu now that you've mentioned it. I'm like, yeah, yeah. there is that. Uh, and I loved Darren, the pompous mage. Yeah. Who we <laughs> who we uh, who we murdered. Um. So. Whoops. Yeah, uh, and I learned um, that a breakfast burrito can always be had, no matter where you are. Or what time That's it is. That's definitely not and, uh, true where we live. But... I love that. I love that about Midspace. Whatever. Makes it a definitely a destination That's that a I want to go to. Mm. Well, you could probably get some sort of hipster breakfast burrito once Trevor's got all his stuff no. up and running. Yeah, will it be as Original good? Original or get out. Yeah. Mm. It's good. Lots Come of av- avocado and... Uh... All right. Well, we'll see. Yeah. That sounds expensive, <laughs> dick. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's spending your money willy-nilly. Whoa, that, what? That Trevor. No, he's not. We have to put our fingers on the box. Tell him. Tell him, Dan. We have to put it. Remember? We do. It requires our fingers on the box. Because you wouldn't let us have a credit card. That was your doing. So now, look. We got to touch you can it. spend the money. Unbelievable. What if he's got our fingerprints? Mm-hmm. Oh my god! He doesn't okay. need to have his fingerprints. All he's got to do is just convince Cleo that it's a good idea. Well, Ugh. yeah. If it's food, she's going to be like, "Yeah, we should do yeah. that." <laughs> look, <laughs> great. It's well, the, he puts a, uh, a burrito on top of something he wants to buy, and like, look, if we buy this burrito, it comes with this thing for free. <laughs> I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, he didn't even have to tell me that part. I was already in. <laughs> That's the thing, though. This these conversations make me think about all the things I have questions, more questions about. Yeah. It's like. It's not even so much that I'm like learning thing. I'm just like I'm finding more stuff I don't know. What's, like I don't really, know what's in the underground. Yeah. It's, it's nice to investigate what we don't know because that really does yeah. inform where we might go with the story as well. Well, then I shoot the same question right back at you, Dickie. Uh, has today's chat inspired where you might take us next week? Oh, mm. I mean, very much so. I, I've got a pick, <gasps> you know. Holy like, heck. Uh-oh. Which way do we want to go? You know, do we want to those breakfast burritos she are She down. She chows down. Right. You know, the hand creature from... <laughs> what yeah? is that? Uh, what the fuck is that? The hand creature from Labyrinth. She chows oh, okay. down. <laughs> I'm looking at this like, I don't even hear words in that. Like, <laughs> which nothing, way do you nothing want to go? <laughs> Forget about the baby, Sarah. <laughs> I think you should be forced to be that character in in an episode soon. Mm, what character? This all these like 
weirdo characters. Dan has done like four voices today that <laughs> we have never heard off. before. <laughs> <laughs> and I want I feel like you should have to do this at some point. Well, we need to start doing some one it's shots. It's not really an ask. We have to do some one shots, oh, guys. We should set a... Do you guys want one shots? Let us know on our Discord. We will only accept Let us know. it on the Discord. You have to join there. Tell us that you want one shots. And uh yeah, and that's we'll the only it. place we're gonna listen to this app. Yeah. So I mean, who's point blank asked people, do you want more stuff? Who's going to say no? Someone. Yeah. Might. This is the thing, Dickie. <laughs> that we've, we've, we've done it before where we've said something and, you know, we, we, I mean, look, the review system. For some reason, people feel compelled to say, hey, one star, don't like it. What? <laughs> Just don't yeah, listen true. to it. Don't break my heart. Good idea. Anyway, I think that's where we end our Lord Dive episode. Oh, Get off this bus. Thank you, Dickie, for teaching us about Midspace and its inhabitants. Oh, anytime. And it's, uh, oh, do we go uptown? Do we go Night City? Where does the storyline drag us next? We've got some unvisited zones we need to uh, visit Stad. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. But until then, bye. 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 (laughs) Oh my God, it's back. Tune in next time for another edge of your seat adventure in space with the Backwater Bastards. If you enjoy listening, but also have eyes, check out our Instagram, where we post drawings, illustrations, character art from our adventures. Backwater underscore bastards. Check out our Instagram on Instagram. All right, so, um, Dickie, can we, uh, can we get some food now? Um, How about those breakfast burritos? Yeah, I want a breakfast burrito. I would like a breakfast burrito Dick, show right us where now. the breakfast burrito was at. Breakfast burrito, breakfast burrito, breakfast burrito, breakfast burrito, breakfast burrito. Right, over there, I think. Big sign that says breakfast burritos. Breakfast burrito! Is that what that says? <laughs> <laughs>